Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Hey, it's Bill Kasky, back to the Bill Kasky Podcast. Welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics. And it's it's kind of hard for me to sometimes talk about this with sales leaders and companies that I go into. I think it's much easier to talk about from an individual standpoint. So I have a group called the High Achiever Mentoring Program, and we spend a lot of time in that group on... Uh, how do you organize your general life uh, intentions and how do you take care of yourself and things like that. That's hard to do when a sales organization wants to bring me in because they feel like, well, that's not really part of the deal. I want you to teach my people how to, how to sell better and sell more and sell more efficiently. And to me, a lot of this gets back to, well, what are our personal habits? How do we live life? How do we master our life, not just master our selling process? Because life is a whole lot more than the sales process. And so I'm a a big fan of and believe in with all of my heart that the things I'm going to talk to you about today, you may or may not put them in the bucket of sales training or sales coaching, but they go way further in terms of personal achievement than just giving you a question to ask here or there or to a response to give to a prospect. So I'm going to share with you some things that I've been working with some of my uh, corporate clients on. And these folks pay uh, a fair amount of money to have me come in and work with a multiple of uh, people, teams, uh, large teams, small teams. And I, I did one the other day that I thought was uh, really helpful. Everybody in the room thought it was too. So I want to share with you eight things that I see high sales performers do that average sales performers don't do. If you're interested, before we begin, in downloading a report that I just wrote here recently called Five Reasons You Don't Have Enough Clients, you can go to fivereasonsclients.com, fivereasonsclients.com. I'll put the uh, link in the show notes as well so you can have access to that. But it's a uh, about a 15-page document, very easy to read, takes you about 20, 15, 20 minutes to read. But it will cite some ways that I think you might be uh, missing that will help you generate more clients. So five reasons you don't have enough clients, fivereasonsclients.com. All right, so let's get to this list here of uh, these eight things. I'm going to go through them pretty quickly, and these are things that I teach in in all of our programs. So if you're interested in how you might uh, 
you know, acquire the skills and capabilities around these things, then uh, leave me a message or send me an email. You can go to BillCaskey.com, plenty of places there to reach out to me, and I can tell you a little bit more about how you can learn more of this. So here's number one. Uh, You know, we trade every day of our life for our life. And what I mean by that is at some point it really gets down. You can say, well, no, life is a minute-by-minute thing because you don't know what's going to happen every minute. Okay, well... You could, you could use, you could get down to the second with that too. But generally, here's what I believe. If you take care of the day, today and the day when you get up in the morning, the collection of days take care of you. So if you, if you plan your day, and number one is exquisite day planners, uh, high achievers do this, low achievers don't. They become very intentional about how they plan their day. I heard a uh, a guy the other day on a podcast, or it could have been on Clubhouse. He was saying that, you know, if your time during the day is a thousand dollar an hour time, you can just decide what you know, if a hundred dollars, whatever it is. I'm not trying to be uh, big and brash about the thousand, but whatever it is, you decide how much your high pay time is worth. Multiply that times ten, and you will arrive at the value of that hour of planning. So if you're a thousand dollar an hour person. Planning your 10-hour day is a $10,000 activity. He says, just 10x it. And I, I thought, eh, I'm not sure how that, how that equation works. But then I thought, well, but if you're really a $1,000 an hour person, you need to make sure that your hours are planned out so that you get to $1,000 an hour or whatever your target uh, revenue per hour or income per hour is. So I like that idea of saying, look, the planning of the day that you're about to spend is the highest pay activity probably of that day. Maybe it's 10x, maybe it's 2x, I don't know, but it's definitely the highest pay activity. So exquisite day planners, number one. Number two, they are hyper-focused on high pay actions, which comes from the planning. So you have a choice every decision you make. Is this a high pay activity or is it a low pay? Do I get, is the squeeze, is the juice worth the squeeze as Dan Sullivan from strategic coach likes to say, or somebody like him has said, I'm, I'm attributing that to him. Who knows who said it, but I like it. In other words, you're getting ready to do these five things this morning. Are these really the five most important things or are these five things you just like doing and it kind of helps you avoid the things that you're not comfortable with but you know you need to do? So focus on high pay activity. You have to ask yourself that question, I think, at the end of the day, did I have a high pay day or did I just have a pay day? <laughs> Number three, devote time to stillness and mindfulness. This has been really hard for me and yet I, I when I do it, I can feel the difference. And it's one of those things, and I don't know, you want to call it meditation, mindfulness, stillness, reflection. I think it's important, especially in the morning, for me in the morning, to just sit alone in peace for a few minutes. Sometimes I do it for 10 minutes. Sometimes I can't even get to 10 minutes. It's five minutes. Uh, I set my alarm uh, for 10 minutes, but sometimes I get to five or six, and it's like, okay. I can't do this anymore. Sometimes I'll go 10 and, and the alarm will ring. And I'm like, ah, dang it. I was right in the middle of some good thinking here. But the whole idea of, of stillness, we'll call it, is to separate yourself from your thoughts. 
our thoughts, we have a monkey mind. It's, it's constantly churning and it's constantly moving and we're thinking. We're thinking of things we should have done and things we need to do and things we could have done and why didn't you do this and beat yourself up and sometimes it's applause and sometimes it's throwing tomatoes at yourself. But the point is there that it moves quickly. We have to quiet that. And we talk a lot about detachment in our programs, and you've heard me talk about it on this show and others, is the idea that we need to be detached from the outcomes of life. Doesn't mean we can't have goals. Doesn't mean we can't want to accomplish those. Doesn't mean we can't have project plans or plans to get to those goals. But at the end of the day, you've got to be detached from those outcomes. And one way to get there is stillness because it allows your mind to separate from the world temporarily, which I think leaves space for you to detach. Okay, number four, strong on inquiry. High achievers are strong on curiosity. They are always interested. Have you ever, I I was, I got to be careful here. This person might be a podcast listener. But I was with somebody here about a month ago, and, uh, and I was introduced to them by a third party. We have a common acquaintance. And it was fascinating that this person, I wouldn't say they're overly successful, not a high achiever necessarily, but they're not, they're not a loser. I mean, you know, they have, they have a family and they have a, a small, very small business. But we sat there at Starbucks for probably 45 minutes. And I asked him a lot of questions because it was, the meeting was positioned as, John needs a little help from you, Bill. Okay. Well, so I'm asking all these questions. He did not ask me one single question for the entire almost one hour. Not one question. And hell, here I am. I'm here because we have a common acquaintance that said, Bill, you might be able to help John. And John didn't act like he needed any help or wanted any help. There was not one question. He took no interest in me at all. Now, you might say, well, Bill, you're a little arrogant to think, well, come on. I mean, come on. It's two people sitting in a Starbucks for, an, for 45 minutes, and one is asking all the questions, and the other has no interest at all in the other person. That tells me there ain't no fit here, and there isn't. And I eventually said, uh, you know what, I've got to run. I'm kind of, I think I even said, look, I'm kind of getting the feeling here that you're not all that interested in what I have to say. And, and what gave me that clue was A, B, and C. And I told, said that to him. He goes, oh, no, no, Bill, no, you know, no, 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 that's not true. I said, well, it's just a feeling I get. So I'd say, you know what, keep doing what you're doing. Seems to be working pretty well. Uh, just keep doing what you're doing and moving on, and I'll see you later. And, and so I'm sure he probably thought, well, you know, Kasky's an arrogant B. Um, but the point there is there was no inquiry. I can tell why he's not successful because he doesn't really care. He's not really curious. I'm not about me. I could care less about that, although I am telling you about it. It's more he probably takes that same lack of curiosity and lack of inquiry into everything he does, and that's why he's average. Okay, number five, hopelessly devoted to, think Olivia Newton-John, hopelessly devoted to process. She said, hopelessly devoted to you. I say to process, sales process got to be revered. It's okay to deviate some, but you and your team, if you have one, must understand the consequences of a poorly followed process. Number six, constantly work on your messaging. 
constantly, never, ever stop. Don't be obsessed and work all day on it. But, you know, once a month, just mark it in your calendar. I'm going to work on my message a little bit. And if you have a, a call coming up with somebody or a presentation or a webinar and you haven't thought through, okay, how do we take our core message? I believe that you need a core business message. This is kind of our uh, go-to-market message. It's our general value equation, how we, how we bring value to our customers. Then you need others. You might need a five-minute one for a presentation. You might need a 15-minute version of that for a speech. You might need a 30-second version of that for when you're making calls. But my point here is that when you're getting ready to go do something, bring out the message document, and I think you should have a message document, and say, okay, I'm getting ready to go into this company. What parts of this message would be relevant, and which parts should I leave out? And so it's almost like you have a, a library here of bullet points around messaging that you can draw from when you get ready to go see somebody. Here's another one. Number seven, be mindful of all the human dynamics in the sales cycle. So there is an interaction between buyer and seller. You, seller, them, buyer. And there are a host of give and takes that occur in the buyer-seller dance. And you uh, sometimes come on too strong. Sometimes they don't answer the question. I mean, all this interaction. And you've got to be mindful of the human dynamics around that. And one of the best human dynamics I can think of to focus on and not, not become obsessed with, just be mindful of, is the dynamic of okay, not okay. Are you saying anything that is making them not okay? You will say, no, oh, no, Bill. No, I never make my prospect not okay. I'm very, very conscious of that. And yet, your prospects, I'm sure every time you meet with somebody, you've said something that kind of leans them that way. Not intentionally, but we're just not that mindful. We're not that aware. And part of it is because of our monkey mind, as I talked about there in number, what was that, number three. But I want you to be mindful of, am I, am I conscious Am I just aware of the buyer-seller interaction? And it's almost like you have to be in it, like in it, like asking questions, posing thoughts, answering questions, and above it, seeing how these two people are operating and how they are interacting with each other. And you can, if you can be both above it and in it, you will be super mindful and aware of how to best shape it and govern it and I wouldn't say control it because I don't want to control people, but control the process. So I hope that these have helped you, these eight. And uh, you might say, well, these kind of came out of nowhere. And aren't there eight more? Well, yeah, there's probably a thousand things that we could talk about. But when I think of high performers, high achievers, and what they do that the average people don't do, like getting out of bed in the morning is something that everybody does eventually. High achievers and high performers get out of bed at 5 a.m., 5.30, 6 a.m. They have a regimen. There's stillness. There's planning. There's maybe fitness. So sometimes we look at things and we say, well, what do the high achievers do? And these are the eight things that I think they do. I didn't get into fitness and that kind of stuff. I didn't get into planning your day uh, in the morning, although we did talk about a day planning. So hopefully that has been beneficial for you. I want you to think about those eight things. And uh, if you have a team, have them listen to this and have this be a topic of conversation at one of your next meetings. And again, this is life mastery stuff. This is not just sales, training, and coaching. 
I think we need to look deeper and hopefully have helped you do that today. Go to BillKasky.com if you want to inspect anything we have there. I've got uh, programs and groups starting up this fall. I've got one called the High Achiever Mentoring Program. It's a sweet program. It's really good. Got some people in it now, and they love it. They're really growing and transforming. And if you want to uh, learn more about that, there's a little banner at the very top of BillKasky.com. You can put your name in. Somebody will get back with you. Awesome job today. See you next time. Bye.